2: Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum Card...
0: Right this way.
2: It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com with
3: Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, coming up on this football Friday. You may be thinking, there's no real football coming up this weekend. All you got is the Pro Bowl. It's not going to stop us from talking about the XFL and the USFL and possibly the AAF to open up the show. Don't worry, it'll make some sense. We're also going to talk about Brian Flores' accusations, why members of certain organizations are coming out strong with their denials, and did somebody make a mistake involving the Miami Dolphins and the claims against that organization? organization we'll talk to Albert Breer about that we're also going to congratulate the Jacksonville Jaguars it only took a month and a half or so but they finally found a head coach speaking of head coaches Jerry Jones apparently has two on his team we've got the BQ news another edition of over-unders and a surprise in the fastest man competition all of it is yours coming up next here two pros and a cup of joe on a football friday fox sports radio
0: now let's get this party started. you're listening to fox sports radio
3: yeah. Yeah Yeah, man. It's two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, so Joe and FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until nine AM Eastern time, six o'clock Pacific here on FSR. But listen, it was uh months ago. When one man on this show, and that man is Brady Quinn, dubbed every single Friday a damn football. Yes, here we, go, here, we go, here, we go, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And there may not be any games of come significance. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come
4: on. Yeah. And the yeah. NBA can football kiss our Football Friday. Ass. Come on. Touchdown. Come on. Yeah. 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 Do it. Two-point yeah. conversion. First down. Come is, on. Is, is that football a
3: Friday. Is that a pylon? Football. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah. and away we go. By the way, if you're wondering, are you guys going to be doing that after uh, the next couple of weeks when there's no more football, absolutely. Every single <laughs> well, Friday is a football on. Friday. Let's not, Christmas lights
5: let's not disrespect the XFL, the USFL, mm. who will be Great starting point. to play games. They're coming mm-hmm. up this spring. Mm-hmm. We will have football. All right. We'll have uh, some draft talks, some, talk, draft some talk. off, mm-hmm. off-season, free agency, mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts there, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Can I
3: just say this about the XFL? The last XFL that they rolled out. Mm-hmm. It was starting to work, and then COVID hit. COVID hit it. Yeah. Brady, you were in Tampa, right? And getting ready to <laughs> so, call a game. No
5: lie, Lavar, I, I, Jonas knows this because <laughs> I was like, I was at, I was literally on the field, and I am getting calls from Fox. I am hearing things, obviously, from the various reporters, and I am there talking to the Tampa Bay team, watching them practice. Which, not to get off on a complete tangent, it was pretty cool seeing that whole thing or- orchestrated because. You know, it wasn't so much about money. It was about football. It was about you know the coaches there just trying to teach kids, and they were trying to you know get them another shot. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't so much about hey, how much am I getting paid now? It was like hopefully I can get it in the future. But, it, but anyway, I was sitting there I'm like in my hotel going, I, and I knew this wasn't going to happen. But I'm still going through the motions with the coaches and players talking to them, and I'm like, yeah, th- th- this is going to get canceled. It's all going to get shut down, and I don't know if it'll ever open back up again. Um, but the players were hopeful. The players won to the play. They won that opportunity. Um, but then COVID hit, and that was that was a wrap. <laughs> that crazy. was the end of that.
4: Man, it was, man, I was really They got, uh, what, like two it. or three games in?
3: Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a it was lot. A, it was
5: a few. Or was it six games? Or, or the, I thought I, they got in more games than – the other league, the AAF. Out. I think the, the AAF, AF got, AAF got got one
3: right. more got one more game, and then them before they uh, yeah. before they shut down. But yeah, that was non COVID right. related. That was uh, you know. Ladies they,
0: and gentlemen, <laughs> this is that's the cool. XS. Yeah.
5: I You know, I don't get. I still don't understand <laughs> because uh, uh, you love that. I love it. Mean, you love it. I love him. There, there's uh, like this <laughs> niche where players out of high school who don't really want to go to college. But they want to play professional football there's kind of that niche out there and i don't know why the xfl or the usfl hasn't tried to tap into that i mean we see it in basketball with the g league now granted that's associated with the nba but eventually you'd think that the nfl would see this but i don't think they want to go in direct competition with universities so i i know it's a much more complicated conversation but I, I just I wonder if at one point one of these startup leagues would say, hey, if you don't want to go to you know, your, the normal college experience, which I think COVID taught us, I'm not sure there'll ever be a normal college experience where you actually go off to school and are always attending classes in person. If that's the case, then why not have this opportunity for kids to play football in one of these leagues and then prepare themselves potentially for the draft combine and and to go in the NFL? sounds
4: like the juco transfer portal yeah,
5: Why pretty, not? pretty much, right? Uh, well, uh, do
3: you guys uh, now d- just ask the question because you guys played with a lot of guys who didn't go to the NFL. You were the you were the top tier first round draft picks, but a lot of your teammates in college
4: didn't ever play football <laughs> so again. A lot of those dudes was top tier athletes, bro. Yeah, I know, but but uh, <laughs> they but, couldn't hold it together homesick greats, so, girls. So, if there were, if you had teammates, <laughs> if you
3: had teammates that never played football again, it's not maybe because they didn't want to play. Maybe there wasn't opportunities. So, isn't there, to Brady's point, like a a, a big crop of players that maybe don't want to go to well, Canada well, to play in the me, CFL? Me, I mean, y- the
4: the easy answer is yes, but if if you wanted to play, you would have did what you needed to do. To stay on the team. That's, that's, let me just get that out of the way. If about, you, I don't know, man. What about the guys
3: that were on the team that just weren't quite good enough to go to the NFL, but still wanted to play, weren't ready to, to They, they pack go to up. the
4: CFL?
3: But now you've got all these other options. I I think this is they great. They do for Arena lot of League kids. football.
4: They do local flag football. I mean, that's, that's what it's been. <laughs>
5: local flag football. <laughs> we, we had guys who, like, they knew if they <laughs> weren't going to make it, they weren't going to make it in the NFL. They just said, I, I'm going to move on to the next step in my life.
4: Yeah, some of them. Some, I mean, well, mo- all of them because you have to, yeah. you have to, whether that next phase is I'm going to go sit on the couch back at home, whether it's I'm going to get my degree and and start down a different lane, whatever it is, you see that, that the craziness about this is that happens way more than the latter, right? That happens way more than watching a guy transcend to, you know, being a NFL player. You see guys leave all the time. Like, what happened to such and such? Oh, he transferred. Oh, he left. You, you hear about it all the time. Then when you're coming out, you know, there's always that idea that there's hope for your class, right? But if you think about it, how many people that graduate with you from college, leave with you from college, are going to stay on an active role roster? There's not many. No. So that's every year. You're seeing that every single year. So now, at least now they got opportunities. Now they I mean, can that's, uh, continue that's what, playing. It's always seemed to be the idea. And again, my whole thing with this, you know, we're, we'll go into these hires, this new hire. If you have competition, if if there's ever a league that actually catches on and can can hold on to talent that's as good as the talent in the National Football League, if there's ever coaches that are as talented. As coaches in the NFL that are holding on into these leagues, that's where the competition comes into play. Where you start to have the idea and the conversations of these conversations that have been persisting through the last few days.
5: Yeah, it, that's it, you ain't gonna do that.
4: The right, NFL's and, been around <laughs> for too long, and that's the you know? and that is that is ultimately what you just said. That is ultimately the reason why there will always be the conversations that continue to persist. Because there is there is no other entity that could create the the comparison or, or competitive uh, approach. To what it is that you have to do? Well, there is a uh, an organization that is uh, on par,
3: yes. with an arena league team, oh, a geez. CFL team, oh, jeez, you know, an AAF team. Well, give the Argonauts a little credit, and now. that mm-hmm. that organization is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who after over a month and a half have a head coach. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the board; All they've right. got a head coach in Jacksonville,
4: Doug Peterson. We Segue. That was like yeah. almost like a teamwork segue right, right there. It was I, like, I like that, man.
3: Doug Peterson. Uh, To go along with the visor, we'll need a snorkel for those swimming pools at the stadium there and whatever the hell it's called these days because the Jacksonville Jaguars have hired Doug Peterson as their head coach uh, after that botch job with Byron Lefwich. Uh, I'm also seeing that Doug Peterson wasn't thrilled with the idea of working with Trent Baalke. But nonetheless, uh, Super Bowl-winning head coach now takes over in Jacksonville with the idea of, hey, whatever we do, let's try and not ruin Trevor Lawrence's career uh, any more than we may have already done with whatever the hell that performance was that we put on last year that we tried to blame on urban meyer so congratulations the jags are on the board, brady your jacksonville jaguars brady quinn congratulations <laughs> yeah i've never rooted yeah. for the jacks in my <laughs> yeah
5: never in my life I, I do feel for trevor lawrence because this this whole process was a circus i mean l- let's get to the news before the actual news the guy who they really wanted byron Lefwich, pulled his name out and it was because Trent Balky didn't want to get – he wanted to stand his position of power. He kneecapped Urban Meyer. And now Doug Peterson sets himself up to have another contentious relationship with a guy in the front office, kind of similar to how he did with Howie Roseman. So here we go again for Doug Peterson. But, you know, you're hiring a guy that you're hoping can come in and develop your quarterback and, and get this team to be a potential Super Bowl team. He did that in Philly. That's great. It's, it's, just, it's, hard to, it's hard really to look at this and have much optimism considering you had a candidate who was very qualified, former player there, should have been the guy. He, he wanted to bring in his own general manager that he trusts, he knows. Adrian Wilson, who you know, I, I trained around, uh, played against. I mean, he's, he was a hell of a player, and, he, and he's done a tremendous job where he's at. The whole thing just, I'm beside myself. Because, you know, when we talk about bigger issues and the hiring process in the NFL, here's an example of it. And this had nothing to do with an owner. This is someone at the general manager level who's keeping a minority candidate from getting hired because he doesn't want to get, you know, he doesn't want to get taken out. And, and, I, and I get that because he's just trying to survive in his spot. But there's an example of that. It has nothing to do with ownership. It, has, it happens to do with a guy in a position of power who wants to stay in a position of power at that level? Now, the interesting thing is, if they bring in Rick Spielman, longtime general manager for the Minnesota Vikings, who's got a wealth of knowledge, he'd be great for that organization. It's almost like they're setting up—they're setting up to fire Trent Balke and move on from him. But they should have taken a page basically out of, you know, the, the playbook when you're looking at. It's a little different than the Giants, but. Obviously, they, they tried to keep a head coach and play as higher general manager. They realized, oh, we can't hire the guy we want because there's some candidates who don't want to walk into this situation. And, and it's, this is a similar light where you had a candidate in Byron Lefkowitz who you wanted, but he didn't want to walk into that situation with Trent Baalke. So I, I just I feel for Trevor. I feel for these young players. This organization is an absolute circus. That's the <laughs> only way of describing it.
4: I think you got to hold ownership culpable for this. I think you got to hold them culpable because they could have said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna clean house, and and we're gonna start with Bulky, and we're going to build up from the bottom up." I mean, first first thing that you got to do is you got to acknowledge that you have a problem before you can fix the problem, and and if you allow the problem to persist because of something that well you're you're not yet ready to address then you're you're culpable for that it, you know it's, it's funny one of the running one of the running jokes that 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 I saw was uh people were saying there'll probably be another bad mistake made a bad decision made by Jacksonville before they finish their article I'm figuring in my mind <laughs> there'll probably be another bad decision made by Jacksonville before I finish my thought right the idea of this is is I don't think Doug Peterson is a bad decision for your coach. I mean, outside of Byron Leftwich, if we didn't know about Byron Leftwich having the opportunity to have the job, people would probably be sitting there saying that it makes sense. I mean, this is a guy that came into a dysfunctional uh situation and in year two was able to take Nick Foles and 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 Carson Wentz to to get a Super Bowl for a team that hadn't won a Super Bowl. So his pedigree, his coaching pedigree, makes sense. Him being able to overcome what he was overcoming with the front office and ownership in Philadelphia says that he may have the chops to be able to come in and do what it is that he was able to do in Philadelphia. But then you fast forward to the end of his time in Philadelphia, and if you remember how ugly that got, yeah, uh, it, it kind of makes you feel like no, <laughs> you're of course. Doug Peterson has trepidation about going to Jacksonville and stepping into that scenario. And if you feel as though the guy that that people are saying it's been reported, we do not want to work with him. I do not want to work with him. If that continues to be the conversation and you still allow him to be the one that dictates what's going to happen as you mentioned maybe in New York If Gettleman is the guy that's still dictating what's going to happen, there's a strong possibility you are going to have the same outcomes take place because it's the same influence coming from the same person that's making these decisions. So it'll be interesting to see, even if it is considered to be a good hire, what are you going to do if the same situations continue to persist Based on Bulky's presence and influence still being on the organization,
3: you blame Urban Meyer. Come on, <laughs> that's what you do. You, I mean, bla- that's you blame Urban.
4: That, it's all Urban's fault,
3: yes. right, guys? Yeah, one hundred
5: percent. I mean, uh, I mean it, it, he hasn't been there a while, but that's you know. the way this goes, man.
3: Urban Meyer! Yeah, I, it's just. <laughs> What what I, a We try slap to tell fest. people
5: no one listened but I mean
3: <laughs> my god what a what a what a slap fest uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is uh, 2 Pros and a Cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio Lavar Errington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR, brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code 2Pros, that's the number 2 Pros to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details. Up next, uh, it is not looking good for somebody in the NFL who felt like they had a real good shot at making an impact. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Roberto's
3: jacked up, man. Yeah! That's yeah. called a
4: base knee right there.
3: <laughs> That's the base knee. That's a base knee. <laughs> that is. Roberto, you're seeing what? Who? Uh, a system in corn tonight? Yeah, baby. Oh, look at you. A system of a down in corn on the same bill. Hey, enjoy, brother. Enjoy. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Enjoy gee, that. Gee, I wonder if anybody's going to be smoking weed uh, at that yeah. Probably
4: not. My God. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no chance,
4: right? You do know you guys saw what I was doing last Friday. It's going to be a repeat performance. (laughs) It might be worse. (laughs) well that's a hell of a I, I forget what were you doing uh oh we were just blending up uh jonas's oh, the, the mother-in-law's uh strawberries <laughs> that's right that's right
5: Jeez. yeah we're a little we said daiquiri or what was uh, it tequila?
4: uh tequila you know i want to say it was uh margarita but <laughs> i you know it, i don't know because it, it went down it went it went bad so quickly That it didn't even matter what it was labeled. We were just drinking them. A little tequila (laughs) with a splash of strawberry. We were getting it in, bro. Yeah. uh, We were getting it in. (laughs) Fridays are a show in the Arrington (laughs) household.
3: Uh, Well, uh, you know, we are going to have another edition of uh, In Case You Missed It coming up later on this hour. Um, And, uh, you know, there's a bit of a surprise uh, in In Case You Missed It because uh, somebody on this show is going to be feeling really good about a proclamation they made months ago on this show. So they will get the opportunity to gloat here uh, coming up in about 20 minutes from now. Um, I'm just going to say this. It feels as though maybe this whole thing with Brian Flores... Isn't exactly going the way that Brian Flores had intended it to go, Uh, meaning that uh, we've now got uh, rebuttals from not only the Giants uh, but also uh, John Elway and the Broncos. We talked about Stephen Ross's rebuttal to uh, the uh, accusations. Now Brian Flores said that uh, on an NPR podcast that Bill Belichick influenced the Giants' decision in the hiring of Brian Dayball, Um, but it was the New York Giants who came out strongly. Not only did they deny The uh, assumption that uh, that Brian Flores uh, was sort of a sham interview laid out that. Evidence. an itinerary of the entire day in which they got together which is something similar to what denver did the the day before and then john elway came out and he came out strong in denying and had timelines of the entire meeting that they had back in 2019 and i just get this funny suspicion that outside of the hundred thousand dollar bribery that we've talked about that this may not go exactly the way a lot of people thought initially when brian flores came out with the accusation
5: there we go I, I told you I told you guys last night I was talking to a, a buddy who's an attorney and now he's he's more in the baseball world as far as representing some athletes but his exact words upon walking up and greeting one another were hey man if you follow this Brian Flores stuff and he's like uh, if you can get a hold of him tell him I'll give him some better legal advice than he's getting right now <laughs> and I, was like, I I don't I, again it, it goes back to what's become public and looking at it, you're going, yeah, there was some bribery there. And are there issues with the NFL and their hiring practices for minority coaches? No one's going to deny that. But the examples that you're trying to highlight and push forward, it's like, dude, this, this, this isn't demonstrating that. So there better be more behind that. Otherwise, this is career suicide. And that's why you're seeing teams come out vehemently, vehemently really defending themselves. And, and you didn't even mention Jimmy Haslam.
3: Oh, that's I right. Mean, yes. Jimmy Haslam's yes.
5: comments about Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I mean, he, what would he say? Hugh's never been accountable
3: for one thing? Yeah, he's, uh, Jimmy Haslam basically said that I've taken responsibility for our time here with Hugh Jackson. Hugh's never done any of that. So
5: it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah this Ooh. is not going well for anybody. I mean, I, I just – I feel like, again, if, if you want to make those accusations, there's there's got to be further evidence or proof. And the whole – hundred thousand dollars for losing a game, that's that's bribery. It's it's a completely different, you know, it's a completely different rule or law that you're talking about that was an issue. And so it it, it doesn't really go with the messaging that you initially sent out. And that's the hard part of seeing like as Lavar said all week, like what's the end game? Where does this go? Well it's not gonna go anywhere if that's how you were putting this out. You know I I think if if you had phrased it maybe a little different or or had your messaging be a little different. And talked about some of the issues and some of the things that's happening behind the scenes, and then and making this as part of it, then I think it sheds a different light on it. But I, I, th- this this seems to be like it's not going anywhere fast. They're gonna have a hard time proving it, at least based on what we know now.
4: <sighs> I, I'm first off, I'm tired of the conversation. I'm I'm tired of dealing with the backlash that I get for from shoot from the hip. I'm tired of it. This, this, Why this, you get pushback? That's because you're so, Twitter. So <laughs> Twitter is so, professional so, wrestling. It, yeah. This is such a simple situation. The 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 topic of hiring minority coaches and minority GMs and, and minority minorities being hired for for situations is not a simple topic. It is clearly an issue, it's clearly a problem. But Every single time a minority has an issue does not necessarily make it based upon the premise of what it is that that situation is. And I think that if I'm being honest and, and, and all respect due to, to what Brian Flores has accomplished, if I'm being honest, this is a man who had his ego bruised and and hurt by how he felt things were handled and was looking to employ more people to come to his support and his backing to validate what he was feeling. That's more personal than it is calling an entire group of people and their their ethnic racial orientation, calling that to your your defense. I'm not going to be the one. I'll be the first one. I'll be the first one if I feel as though that's what it is I'm going all in on it. I'll be the first one to do it. But that ain't it right here. And if you're going to get upset because you're a minority, I'm a minority, I know what it is to be black, I know what it is to to deal with the pressures of what it is to be a black man in America, I get that. I will always stand up and defend that. I will always be a part of defending that. But I also shoot from from a level of, if that ain't it, that ain't it. That's just who I am. Nobody's ever going to compromise that with me. I'm never. I'm never going to be. I'm never going to be cause over right ever. I'm always be right for right. Right for right means that if it's right, I'm in. If it's if it's cause over right and it's not right, but it's cause, I'm not. Sorry, not gonna do it. This situation here is very cut and dry. He feels as though he should have been treated differently. He wasn't treated differently. Now you're trying to wrap all of these different issues to try to justify why you were treated the way that you were treated, trying to get other people. Let me ask you this How many people have joined the class action lawsuit? How Uh, many have joined? I don't believe anybody. As of yet.
3: Well, I so, mean,
5: so I mean, Hugh, Hugh's still trying to. I think that I'm not sure if they wanted. Yeah. And Hugh tried to join. If he tried yeah. to join the class action lawsuit.
4: Based off of the reasoning that he gave, that's out the door already. Yeah. Anyway, hey
3: uh, Hugh, uh, you know if you could just step away from the mic, please. We you should know. have. you yeah. should like to
4: win this thing. You should have one hundred percent said that we they asked me to throw these again. games. <laughs> they asked me to throw these games and pay me for it, and then they fired me without cause. Like that—that that goes to what Flores' oh, point is. Man. Not they kept rehiring me, and then you might not have known this, but they—they they awarded me an extension after year three. <laughs> what are they for, doing? Forget my ass kick. Like, like, listen, you is my guy. I, I know you personally, so I, you know, but, but, but again, right is right, and and I'm always going to look at it from that that perspective. I I'm sitting there thinking, is it going to be the legal teams that come after Flores and and make this a bloodbath, or is it going to be? I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to put y'all up on a little bit of game. If an owner, or a GM, or an official comes out with a statement when it is a legal situation that's involved, they're not wrong. I just put you up on a little bit of game. Listen to what I just hit you with. If an owner of ownership, if, if management, GM, president, whatever, comes out and makes a statement as, as, as boldly and as, as candid as these guys are coming out and doing, they're not afraid of the legal ramifications that are going to take place. If this was something real, their representation, the, the, the organization would have came out with a statement. We're doing, we're doing further investigations. We're doing X, Y, and Z. The lawyers would have came out. They would have had a statement prepared as to what it is and where they're going with this. You would not have heard them coming out and going ham on the scenario. And that right there tells you all you need to know. They are going, like, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know how long. So now it goes well, back to my original point. What is the
5: ultimate end? Right, what is the right. ultimate I, goal I, here? I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I think what, what's really unique about this entire scenario is a coach who, you know, has had a winning record the past two seasons, even though it's about the same as Adam Gase didn't make it the playoffs, just throwing that out there. Um, and it's still up. It's still a finalist. Reportedly, it's still a finalist for a, an open head coaching vacancy. Decided to file this class action lawsuit. I mean, it, I think it caught everyone off guard. Th- this, if you would have told me that you, you were going to have a coach who started off the season 1-7, and seven, won, what, eight of his last nine games, whatever it was, if you were going to tell me that he was going to then turn around and be filing a class-action lawsuit after the season while still up. I mean, one, getting fired, that was the surprising part. But then, two, being still up for head coaching jobs and filing a class-action lawsuit, I would have been like, yeah, that's the winner. That's the the one that no one saw coming. And so I think it caught everyone off guard and by surprise. And even how he's continued to conduct himself where – he went right to the media and press. Yeah. He went on a, a media tour. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily know that there's not more behind the scenes. I just don't know if we're ever going to get there because I don't know that we'll get to a point where that evidence will display itself if, if, if it's even there. Right? I mean, he he went on the offensive so fast the NFL had to respond. They had to put out some of these harsh statements. They had to provide evidence of – hey, you know, you could say whatever you want, but, you know, here, here's the itineraries. This is how it went. We're, we're having people put out statements. And, and I also think it was, you know, it, it, look, especially for John Elway, yeah. regardless of what people think about him, if you're going to take a shot at the guy and say he was drunk coming, I mean, that's, it's, it's careless. And, and, and he's put himself now in such a public position where he keeps talking. He keeps talking to everyone inter- being interviewed that all this is going to be used against him now. And, and so I kind of go back to even if there was a case for Brian Flores, the two clown attorneys who are a part of are, are with him. God, man, they they've given him some bad, bad advice. And this is
4: I wonder what what prompted him to do
3: this, and, and you know he, he, you, because he because
4: you get your feelings he, hurt, man. When I, you when you think you're when you feel as though something is supposed to be what it is, and it isn't, it doesn't turn out to be that. You'd be surprised. What action people take? Okay, so because Bill Belichick
3: confused Brian's in his phone, well, which I'm sorta uh, more to it than that. Uh, but I, the, but but that's that's the evidence they presented. That, it, it, and you know you what's know, so, interesting
4: about that? Go, finish your well, point. I, but, though, but I'm
3: just—I uh, look at it and I go. So that prompted you to do all this and then to go back in time and remember John Elway and the Broncos staff being drunk, even though you, in a, in, a, in a press conference with the media, talked about how great the interview was. And then you complained about uh, about all the other situations in Miami and the $100,000. I mean, Did he just keep all that in his back so, pocket and go, man, if I ever get offended or somebody makes fun of me or I, or I get, I get that's, fired.
5: That, that's where in court it gets thrown out. Because you've already publicly made a statement, yeah. so how are you gonna how are you to come back from that it's just weird heres here,
4: here's what's interesting like i'm I'm sitting here I'm paying attention to everything that's going on with this modern day stuff right and when you think about going after something or somebody an institution, you got a whistle blow you got a whistle blow like you have to otherwise like you can't say oh i have I have a person that that can can confirm that that no you better have like you said Brady you better have some hard evidence as to what was taking place video you know emails ask ask John Gruden about that uh as ask Dan Snyder about that. Yeah. You better have hard evidence. So if you're gonna if you're gonna start out with your 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 firing you're, you're firing your guns off. You're firing your round off, and your round is to put Bill Belichick out there on Front Street in terms of this is why this is going where it's going to go. You had better come with more than that, and, and it better be way more damning. Like, it better be here's the surveillance, right? I, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking about some of the things that are, have taken place and why the, certain people don't have jobs anymore. Where is the surveillance, where, where are the, the written reports of the accounts given by those people that you are saying are witnesses or parties to what took place? Have all of those things ready to go. Well,
3: maybe he t- made John Owe take a breathalyzer test while he was there. He's still got that Have
4: in it. an envelope somewhere.
3: Well, the, pro- <laughs> the,
5: the problem is when John Have comes it. back and says to him, well, if we look disheveled." the shovel, it's probably because we were interviewing and flying from Denver. And not only does that kind of make Flora's accusation look awful – it actually holds up too. They were one of the only crews who this year when they end up hiring Nathaniel Hackett, they flew around privately everywhere. I mean, a lot of teams got accustomed to doing the Zoom interviews, and that's another thing that was interesting about the timeline of Flores with the New York Giants was I believe at that point when they were going through some, and conducting some of these interviews. It was just Zooms. It was just Zoom. Like they, and and they so said what they weren't going to hire based off hire, of a Zoom, a Zoom yeah. interview, right? <laughs> So yeah. so there's that. But, um, the, you know, Denver was one of the only teams that did that this year where they flew around privately everywhere they went to meet with the candidates in person, face to face. And so it's, it's not even something that's foreign or uncommon. It's something that was a normal practice for them. And so, yeah, it, it would make sense that they might be a little bit tired if they got, you know, they stayed up late for an interview. They're flying in early or through the night trying to sleep on the plane, whatever it was, to make sure they could find the right coach. I just it makes him look even worse, me and Brian Flores, for making an accusation where there's like, all right, what proof do you have to back it up? Nothing. It, nothing right now. It's, it's literally start. just an accusation. You better and start
4: it snitching. <laughs> yeah, you better be the best snitch ever. Oh, if you're going to try to employ the entire racial group that you are associated with to back you up uh, on racist, it, yeah. you better snitch. Yeah, if, if you're a liquor, it don't matter. It, like if,
3: if you're if you're a liquor store owner in Denver, expect a call from the team Flora's, uh lawyers to uh, that'll hit you up to you see you whether or not John singing. went in there and
4: bought a bottle of Jack Daniels before the interview. I mean, it, it, uh, I mean. It, is, does snitching matter if you're going against the man? I mean, honestly, <laughs> Just, that maybe that's not snitching. You better be telling. Uh, oh, Someone say yeah. the shovel. Two pros and a cup of joe
3: here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, somebody on this show tried to tell you that a storm was coming months and months ago, and they will be very happy to find out what went down yesterday in the league. We'll get into that for you here on FSR. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady <laughs> Quinn, Jonas Knox I don't know, of the Y'all stop tripping. On we might to be dealing with all of this crap every day <laughs> That's day. a good point. Please. Uh, all right, coming up uh, top of next hour, a little over <laughs> 10 minutes from now, uh, somebody in the NFL just can't stop talking. They can't stop talking, and they continue to make things awkward for everybody involved. So we will have that discussion here on FSR. Right now, though, it's time for something we do every single morning, and it's called this.
0: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you
3: missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee. The lap.
4: The lap. lap. The lap. lap.
3: Can Brady do it? <laughs> Brady, can you roll your D's into a lap? Never no, mind, that sounded wow. bad. That sounded awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not what we'll I meant. I'll be bad. rolling your D's. No, I cannot. <laughs> no, especially <laughs> in your mouth.
6: Matter with you, Pac-Man? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you was
4: rolling D's <laughs> in your mouth? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that Pac-Man.
3: <laughs> that sounded bad. I apologize, Pac-Man. No D rolling around here. All right, here we
0: go. <laughs>
7: sorry about you that. guys, we have a new fastest man in the NFL. The Pro Bowl Skills Competition yesterday took place between Tyreek Hill. Trafon Diggs, Nick Chubb, and Micah Parsons. Who do you guys think won this race? Oh, Micah Tyree, Parsons. Tyreek
4: Hill. Come on. It's got to be Tyreek Micah Tyree Parsons is fast as hell. It's got to be Tyreek
7: He also looked about twice the size of Tyreek Hill, and that is correct. He beat out Nick Chubb, Trafon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill came in last. He was wearing what looked like a parachute and uh, got a little trying. bit of a slow start, but <laughs> hey. Micah Parsons Even, won that race. Even if he was
4: tried, Micah Parsons...
5: Is fast now. Here is the move. He's not faster than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's not okay. Even but, right, but but he, right. but here but
4: here is the move.
3: LaVar, Brady.
5: Go and watch the video.
4: A, I could care a, less. I could care less. Micah Parsons might have beat him if he really tried. Here is no. here is the best part. If you are Micah Parsons, what's Tyreek
3: Hill's forty? You never race him again, right? Uh, Tyreek did it. Was it a four two something? Oh
4: well, he's faster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: bro,
5: he's the fastest guy in the league. So when he's come uh, close to
7: it. 23 miles it? per hour. What well, was it? 429 at the combine. Yeah. Jesus. those was Bill uh, Jackson. Uh, yeah. Micah
4: Parsons ran a 436. Yeah. 436 That means Yeah, that's but, faster but, than you and me. Yeah, but listen. Uh, I get that. No well, one's debating that. Uh, You're the one debating that he's
5: faster than Tyreek Hill. He, he
4: was faster than him yesterday. <laughs> I don't think I could you run. I don't
3: think I could run watch tw- the
5: video. I then. could care less. Uh, uh, I don't think I could. Micah
4: ru- Parson's baby. I'm running the 40 on Saturday. Stick I, City is a place. I don't think I could run the 20 for skip. You gonna be in that race? A Super you race Bowl, a Super Skip? Bowl experience. I'm oh yeah, oh, to, uh, yeah. For Is it Skip Bowl about that. the race? Uh, Jay Feely in the 40? Who, skip Bayless? Yeah, I think they're gonna race. I don't know. So is he gonna I wear I his Dak so. Prescott he said his Reeboks. He's gonna wear um, his Reeboks.
3: Yeah. Look, I uh, if you're Micah Parsons, you never race him again, right? It consi- I mean, consider. I would want the real
4: smoke, cause I would want to see how much faster he is. If I'm as <laughs> fast as Micah, I want to see how much how much faster he is. I never been ran away from. When I play, like, there's dudes that are super fast that I have tracked down, flagged on the football field. I would just want to see it because that's just how we're built. Stick City, man, that's how we're built. I want to see it. Big time. I want to feel it. Big time. That's what I'm saying. Me too, man. Yeah. I want to see that. I want all that smoke. Get him, Micah! What else we got?
3: Get
7: him, baby! You guys, in college basketball, Arizona defeated UCLA (laughs) 76-66 last night. But after the game, Arizona campus police arrested UCLA's Mac Etienne for spitting on fans as he exited the court. Oh,
5: come on. Arrested him? Yeah. They arrested
7: him and cited him for the intent to injure, provoke, or insult but he was released back to the team.
3: See, I'm a little confused because he's a UCLA player. I thought they'd be wearing masks. I don't understand. That's kind of funny. I'm just saying yeah, they in, kind of an, in an leaving, N95 leaving leaving the court, huh? Yeah, like in an N95, you know, leaving the court, you know, because mm. that's I mean, uh, like our he our, pulled po- the mask down. I mean, our, our politicians wear them, or was he holding his breath? I'm just trying to. He figure said out he what. was
4: holding his breath. Okay, I just want to make sure. Brady I mean, had that in the news yesterday. <laughs> he was holding <laughs> his breath. <laughs> um, that's all. No germs it? will enter. Yeah, he spit
5: yeah, on it's him. That's impossible. Huh? Or leave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard that. If you just walk around holding your breath, you can't. You'll be fine. Yeah. According according to the LA man, please. We do
4: not condone or, or endorse you going around holding your breath people. And by Bre- the way, breathe. Uh, the only time well, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Your, yes. your mayor in L.A. did. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make sure everybody knew on the show we didn't the, say go hold the your breath.
3: O- the only time it's appropriate to hold your breath is when you're in the studio with Roberto or
4: Lee oh. after they've had uh, a night out. He was cause... in the hallway looking real suspect oh, before yeah, the Roberto. show started. <laughs> I was like, does Roberto not like me? Oh, yeah. Then I looked around the corner and saw his face. I saw like that little curl in his <laughs> lip. like, yeah. I, And his toe was off the ground. I was like, oh, he's he's Burning yeah. Rubber. Yeah, oh. it's, uh, you, know, you saw a cockroach yeah. die on the, on the floor, and you mm. go, "What's going on
3: here?" And uh, mm. Roberto just uh, fumigating it up. the room, just filling it up. Yeah. Uh, what okay. else we got,
7: <laughs> guys? Lots of rumors and speculation. What happens with Aaron Rodgers this offseason, including this one where Aaron Rodgers has purchased land in Nashville suburb, leading oh. many to think that he yeah. might be heading to the
0: Titans. Oh my God! Nashville suburb. That's
5: that's a great landing spot for him, and obviously. Um, uh, the the problem with that is the contractual stuff, which uh, Tannehill has got like what was it 30 million guaranteed this year in yeah. the cap, Yeah. and then you got to figure out how Rodgers would fit into all that. I, I don't know. There might be some gymnastics happening there to make that work, but hmm. I, I could see that's a hell of a team.
4: Nashville. I huh? mean, uh, Rod. He was rocking out in his discount uh, double check uh, commercial. You know, he's jamming.
3: And, and plus, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Green Bay probably rather send him there than uh, somewhere in the NFC. So, it makes, uh, I wonder makes if
4: sense. cheese curds are uh, are barbecued there? Cheese Nashville? barbecue cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> Let
3: me find out where it comes from. Oh, oh, thank, okay. thank you, Jimbo. Right. We appreciate oh, there you it. Go. Uh,
4: thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
1: at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field